The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, 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 no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'd get his. <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. <laughs> Dave. Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrough. Alright, welcome to the Chronic Podcast, but hopefully not for too much longer as we're thinking of changing the name. As always, we are sponsored by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. LSU is about to start a baseball regional. They got the softball team playing. Go there, watch it, drink 136 draft beers, watch the first place Astros. Yeah, 25 and 13. They have a great menu. The Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You should support them because they should support us. All right, look, Held is on a date right now, and he called in because he's feels bad because he's been ditching us the last couple weeks because he's been out on dates. So, Andrew, should we give him a pass and just let him go on his date and have his little custard and share a Slurpee with this fine girl that's on this date with him? I mean, I guess, but but can't you know? Can't you have in your profile Tuesdays, Tuesday nights off limits? Monday, Monday, right? This is Monday. Or, or, sorry, though. sorry, Monday nights off limits. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Well. You I mean, can't, you can't tell a woman, look, I'm on this very prestigious Saints podcast that doesn't even know what it's called. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I got to talk Saints for 45 yeah, minutes. Yeah, and we're, and we're, we're breaking records. No can do. We're breaking records left and right. And Andrew told me this week he has a high placed source at the Saints organization. They listen. They listen to the podcast and they said it was salty, but they like it anyway. Isn't that right, Andrew? This is true. True story. True story. Use your sources, eh? Yeah, hashtag sources. Hashtag sources. The Saints listen to everything, man. They listen. They listen. They read to everything. They got rabbit ears. Um. All right. The Saints had mini camp this week, and of course, none of us attended it. But that doesn't stop us from talking about it. If you had to watch actual Saints events to talk about it, Kevin Hill would never be on this podcast. Uh. Yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, I'm going to start with this. And this bothers the hell out of me, Held, is the media is like, hey, we asked Sean Payton about uh, P.J. Williams at corner, and he brought up uh, Swan, the draft pick from Georgia, uh, without us even asking. I'm like, of course he did. They gave up two draft picks to get the guy. Of course he's going to mention the guy they traded two draft picks for without you mentioning it. Oh, and bio. So, Kevin – uh, comment on that, and uh, Dave, our fearless leader, has joined us. What, like Peyton not wanting to talk? No, like the media just like not 
I don't. I don't know. That was like reading, reading too much into. Yeah, like the media, they just like they read too much into it. Like, who, of course they're gonna, of course Peyton, of course Sean Peyton's gonna talk about all the corners and especially the the one that he gave up two draft picks for. It's not news, goddammit. Well, I don't know. I mean, that I mean, they want something to talk about. They they want Sean. Yeah. They want to feel. Look, they want to feel loved and appreciated. So. You know, shit, why not, uh, I mean, they're going to ask to try and get some, uh, some TLC, mm-hmm. but Peyton's not going to give it to him because he's Sean Peyton. Kevin's uh, going to try to get uh, some TLC yeah, tonight. Yeah, he's going to get some TLC tonight. He's doing the famous held ice cream move. Uh, Dave, thanks for joining us. Yeah, um, it already worked. P. uh, <laughs> Zach, people got mad at Zach Streif for uh, that's ridiculous. For like, he's like, um, I, what did he say? Like, I can't play guard, like, you know. And I don't think, uh, I don't think uh, the Lido, I don't think he could beat me. Or what did he? What, whatever he said, he pissed people off. I, I, I'm throwing a blank. Andrew, explain it. Yeah, no, he he said that he was asked about guard because I think Brett Ingles, the offensive line coach, had mentioned something that they were trying some guys out there. And, um, you know, Zach Streif said, look, I, I, I couldn't even beat out Lolita. If I moved to guard, I would lose to Senor Kelamete and Tim Lolito. He's like, by the way, those two guys are really good. I wouldn't beat them out at, at starting if, if I tried guard. And I, I think so he said that. And I think some people were annoyed, like, oh, he's not a team player. And then the other thing he said was that, um, you know, it was his job to keep Pete on the bench for as long as possible. And he was just like, look, the guy's replacing me. Obviously, it's just a matter of when, not if. But I'm going to try to keep that from happening for as long as possible. And I think some people thought, oh, he's a bad teammate for, for saying that. But I don't know. I, I, I think all of that's ridiculous. I think Streif has always been straight up. He's been honest. I know that he will – take Andres Pete under his wing and he will make sure that, you know, he gets all the coaching, the tips and all the things that the stock of the trade to help him develop as a professional. But at the same time, Streif is being paid to be a starter. He's going to work hard and he's going to keep doing what he's a, he's a, he's a good right tackle in the league and he's going to keep doing that until someone tells him to stop. Yeah. That brought up my point, Dave. I think as fans sometime, that we're like, oh, he can play tackle, we can move him to guard, we can move that guy to center. And we don't – for some positions we just, oh, you can move to corner, you can move to safety, you can do this, you can do that. And we think it's so easy, but like certain positions we would never be like, you know, when Drew Brees gets to like 38, 39, he can go, he can go punt. <laughs> so like aren't we being a little bit like fan, a little over the top as like we can, we can move all these offensive linemen around? Like chess pieces, isn't it a little bit? We get a little crazy, and I mean, I do it too. No, fans <laughs> being crazy and expecting and things. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. That that's that, you're not talking about Saints fans. You're not talking about Saints fans. I've never heard them say that. No. Uh, yeah, the, like like you said, this isn't chat. Well, and I don't think that's an apt analogy. I don't know what would be an apt analogy, but uh, you, you can't just – this isn't plug and play here. This isn't Madden. Um, so, uh, I swear to God, hell, if you're having sex during this podcast – Jesus oh, Christ. Hit the ball. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
<laughs> no. No, that uh, that uh, that may or may not have happened earlier. Now continue, Dave. I apologize. I like to leave a little mystery. Yeah. And she's she's giving me a death stare now. Who? Hell's on a date, Dave. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. Yes, I am. Yes, the I dog am. Dog doesn't care. Uh, no, no, she's. Hang on. We're 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 traversing a a very busy parking lot at a custard place and. Oh it's God. fraught with date peril. with a girl. Yeah. And you called the podcast yeah. on your date. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> could you just could you just say hello and tell them how nice you're being by letting me be on the podcast right now? Hi. 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 <laughs> um, I really like Kevin and I've known him a long time. Okay. Um great he's a great guy. Um, great guy. He is and he is being very very sweet. Yeah, he Taking is. Taking me up for ice cream and doing this podcast at the wait, same wait, time. Wait, 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 wait. Multitasker. Great guy. Wait, wait, wait. Stay on the line. First of all, what is your name? Wait, someone, someone's talking. I can't what? No, no, no. We want you Put her oh. back on the phone. <laughs> oh, put her, put her back on the phone. Okay. They want, they want to hear you from you now. Yeah. I, I, I don't know anything about the Saints. Doesn't no. matter. I don't talk to you. We don't, we don't want to talk to you about, about the Saints. Saints. We want to talk to you about Kevin. Okay. Oh, first, okay. Of all, first of all, she what, thinks this what is, podcast what is, is a football. What, what is your? What What's my name? Yes. Laura. My name's Laura. Just. And I'm going on a date with Kevin right now. First, how would you How would you say the date's going on a scale of one to ten? Ten being like the best day that you've ever been on in your entire life, and one, you you're you're on a date with with a midget. Oh wow! <laughs> One being a date that I'm on with a midget—that sounds horrible. Um, I would say it's about an eight. Ooh, long... you better not lock... bad. You better lock this one down. Hell. Good, good first impressions. Yeah. No, wait, let me... when when Kevin said, "If you don't mind, I need to call in and I need to do this podcast." That's not a red flag to you. <laughs> no, he actually was really annoyed that he said it everything was kind of coming together at the same time that I was still there, that he had forgotten about the podcast and then remembered and went to do this. We only do this every Monday evening at the same time, every damn week. So he said it was Monday and Tuesday. So I'm just telling that in his defense. (laughs) So he didn't expect the date to be lasting that long. So it must be going well. Oh no, it's going very well. Nice. Is it a first date? Is not a first date. Oh, well, I don't want to. Well, I'm going to. Is it the third date? It, I, are we on a third date or is it a fourth date? Third or fourth. It's either a third or fourth date. It's no. going pretty well. I'm at, I can't complain about it. Well. He's been a gentleman. He, well, I, I want to say so much, but I won't. Just wait till he the fifth date. I'm lying to you, apparently. No, I don't think. I, I mean, you know. So we're going to let you. Well, tell me. Held, we're going to let you go. Oh, okay. I thought you guys wanted, like, more details about the date or something. Yeah, let's go. Let's hear it. We got nothing else to talk about. Yeah, we don't. I'm actually without a car right now. My car broke down. It it, it broke down, actually, the the day I met him when I was on my way to meet him. And he had to push my car off the ramp off the highway. Yeah. And we also watched a YouTube video to make sure we knew how to put the jumper cables on their correct up 
you know. Oh my That's God, hell, you, you don't, don't know, know how to move. even even I know how to put on jumper cables, and I only have one good arm. Hell, Jesus, man. Oh uh, yeah, well he said he didn't know, and he didn't oh want to mess it God. up. So we watched. The, yeah, and then and then we uh, because the electrocuted. Well, we well let's just say we proceeded with our date and had fun, and uh, I still don't have a car. And he took me to the used dealership today and had me deal with the headache that is buying a car. Yeah. So he's been what a very, nice guy. He is a nice guy. He is nice. He's really nice, and you're under. That's the soundbite so, you're using from now on on the show. So <laughs> I so I have to ask, how is it an eight and not a ten? Well, no one's perfect. Well, what's lacking here? And then that. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's the him. podcast. Well it's the enough. podcast, isn't it? It would have yeah, been a ten if it, it wasn't for the it podcast. It is the podcast. Yeah, it could have been a Self-inflicted ten. Self-inflicted but... wound for hell. <laughs> yeah, I thought my wife was going to be the only woman on this podcast that she was just going to melt down over the Dolphins signing Tannehill to a hundred million dollar contract, but apparently no, Laura. You're, you're... No. No, there's me. Yeah. Well, Sorry. look. Look, we gotta let hell go, Andrew. We do. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we we can't we can't sabotage. No, love we can't life. sabotage love. I won't, I won't be a, I won't be a part of that. So so held just just go on your date. <laughs> Too late. And have your custard, and whatever. Okay. So and you'll oh, be back. Man. So thanks for joining us though, Held, and uh, we're sorry we torpedoed your future ex ex wife or future whatever. <laughs> it's all blame us. Apologize. Blame us. Blame, blame, blame us. You're, she says you're forgiven. Good. I like. Yeah, she, I, I think she's just happy that I actually have friends. I know. I would. She, and she's, she, she's shaking her head. Yes, that's good. Yeah. All right. I wanted to bring up so much help, but says I says a lot about the guys she used to date. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh <my laughs> God. Uh, all right. All, all right. right. Well, look, plenty. There's plenty of time for that down the road. All right, right help. Get out of here. All right. Bye. Later. <laughs> this has right. already become the best podcast ever. I can I can only imagine what our listeners are think, I thinking. To, I I would imagine our listeners are surprised and that they're actually like, oh, this whole Kevin Hell dating thing is actually it's real. real. It's not just a bit. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to bring up wrestling so bad. I wanted to bring it up. So find, bad. find him now on OKCupid. I wanted to bring up. I wanted to ask her how he looked in the wrestling tights, but I restrained myself. Because I didn't know, like, that's kind of like a touchy thing. He probably doesn't bring that up till like, the sixth or seventh date, I'd imagine. Right. You know, so I couldn't, I didn't want to drop that bomb on him. But, I, well, I, I wanted to, but I didn't. I wonder um, what it's like to date in your 30s. It's fucking horrible, Dave. Sound, sounds exhausting. It's fucking horrible. Because I did it. I'm, I'm 39. Uh, and how long have you been married? Oh, fuck. <laughs> It'll be five years in October. Okay. So, so I dated like seven. So, so, you know, I started dating when I was like early <clears throat> 30s. But, but even then, like seven years ago, like like now people they date and they don't even like talk on the. They just like hook up through like Facebook. They're like, I commented on her Facebook and now we're married. I, I don't under, I don't understand it. If if I, if my wife ever leaves me, I, I'll just drink myself to death. I don't think I'm I'm definitely not allowed in the wild anymore like I, I couldn't date but anyway um we were talking about saints minicamp hmm. um, we were we were we, we were um 
Uh, oh, the Saints, they signed Josh Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Joe Morgan? No, they signed Josh Morgan. That's a J, another Jay Morgan that plays the same position. How how is Ralph gonna be able to manage this, <laughs> dude? Andrew, the over under on how many times you'll say no, no, Ralph, you meant the other Morgan. How many times is that gonna happen in the 2015 season? I mean, your only hope and prayer right now is that one of them gets cut in short order. Well, Dave, here's a good, here's a fun question. The over under on passes that Josh Morgan catches for the 2015 Saints is one. Do you take the <laughs> over? Yeah, sure. I'll take the over. So really, it's gonna make the team. Well, you know, just you know. I think this is. I, I take the down. under. This is this is Stevie Breston part D. No, Stevie Breston. I forgot about him. He was a, he was fun. Um, I, I mean, but it's it's an interesting it's an interesting question. Somebody asked it uh, on the Twitter questions, which we'll get to later. But it's I think it was a really good one, so I'm gonna ask it now. Uh. Dave, what posi- what positions do you think the Saints might add, veteran wise, either before training camp or during training camp? At what positions? You don't got to give me names. You just got to give me a position that you think they might add. Uh, I mean, I think that for the most part they're done. To be honest with you, um, I mean anybody oh, left oh, out, they're done. All right. <laughs> anybody available is uh, hardly worth mentioning. But um, Man, I, I would have to say just somebody maybe on the defensive line. Uh, I mean, cornerback, they're pretty stocked. And, and DVs, they're pretty stocked. Linebacker, they're pretty stocked. I mean, f- for official official D linemen, um, I don't think they have too many. So, you know, I guess I would say, you know, some, some sort of D lineman. Andrew, I was going to say fat guy on the D line. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, I agree with you guys. That that would be my pick. But another position I'll throw out there is tight end. I think if yeah, they feel like that these young guys, if none of them really pan out, um, you know, they there there's a bunch of veterans uh, that are kind of average blocker slash pass who's catchers. A, and who's a fat guy? Who, well, give me a name at tight end. And give me a fat guy on the defensive line they could add. Um, you mean that's available right now? Yeah. Hell, I don't know, man. I haven't looked at the free agent list. Would they? What about Gresham? He's still out there, right? The yeah. Bengals tight end. Yeah. I mean, that, could, you, know, you could get a guy like that. Yeah, and you know, I mean, um, they could they could do it. They've done trades, you know. They, I mean, they traded for Paris Harrelson. So I mean, like, if, if they get in a preseason game and they're like, oh crap, um, you know, uh, Bunkley and. Um, What's the guy? I'm, Jenkins. I'm, Jenkins. I get always get. I wanted to say Sullivan because he's from Georgia. Um, Jenkins. Jenkins. Um, they, you know, if they stink in a, if they stink for two weeks, Andrew, it's not beyond the realm of possibility that the Saints go out and give a sixth or a seventh round pick for a fat guy defensive tackle. Well, they can't give up a sixth because uh, they, they gave that up for Swan. Well, they give up a seven. They give up a mark, a future Marcus Colston. Yeah. Um. Uh, Dave, the offensive line issue, we, we touched on it before we, 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 uh, we hijacked Held's date. Um, Calamete or Loletto at guard? If I gave you a hundred dollars and I said, who starts week one, who you got? Loletto. Loletto. It's Lolito, isn't it? 
I don't know. Lido, I, li, you say Lido, I say Lido. Is Dave done? Is it, I don't. Did is Dave, did, yeah, Dave ejected. On is him. he is he the hearless leader again? He is the hearless. I love that. I love that. <laughs> That's freaking great. Um, I mean, I, my pick would be Kelamete just because um, I was so impressed with him at the Greenbrier when I saw him. Um, you know, the one thing that I was able to watch a lot at the Greenbrier was those one-on-one battles. Mm-hmm. And um, he was consistently the most impressive. I mean, more so than Goodwin, more so than Jari Evans. I mean, he was crushing. Now, granted, he was going up against your Brandon Dedricks and your Glenn Fosters, guys like that. He, was, he wasn't going up against starters mostly, um, but he was crushing most of the guys uh, that he played with. So I, I think this is going to be more of a battle than people think or people realize. Yeah, I mean, it. well, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I, I, I've said it, and I'll, you know, as I sort of, I know it's months away, but I sort of always formulate my channel for preview and how I want to do it. And there, Dave, Dave's back. Um, I think this year, you know, we don't obviously have the crazy expectations that we had going into last year, Dave. Of No, the, I'm, I, I will not. I refuse. <laughs> What to have the crazy expectations, Super Bowl expectations? Yeah, no, but I do think, as far as interesting, and you don't know what you have, which you it can be bad because it might not, you know, they might be mediocre. It could be good. This is the most uncertainty for the Saints, I think, since '06, when they were all new and you didn't have any idea how the hell it was going to go. I think it's. Mm, I think that, in 06, the expectations were low, honestly. Well, no, the expectations were low, but I think the expectations are higher, but I think the uncertainty level is just as high because you got you got to have all new people catching the football. I mean, you, we I'm confident that, that Sean Payton can figure it out throwing the ball and they can still remain a top five, seven passing offense, but I'm not 100% certain like I have been the last six, seven years. Um they're gonna have a bunch of new people on defense. Um, you know, I think it's I think it's a lot it's a lot more uncertainty than it has been. And Dave's gone, so. <laughs> um, no, I mean I think you know the defense hasn't changed that much. I mean the defensive line is almost exactly the same. Uh, the defensive backfield is similar. I mean, you, you, Brent, you know, Brendan Browner is kind of the the piece. He he's the guy that. They've kind of brought in now. The linebacking core could potentially look significantly different. Um, that's where we'll see what happens. I mean, if you got Hawthorne in the mix and Humber, um, you know, the, the big question is how much will Anthony, how much will Ellerby play? Um, mm-hmm. That I don't really know what to expect. I, I don't know if it's an either or. Um, I don't know how much these rookies, Kikaha. I mean, I'm expecting him to play on the, on pass rushing. Um, but uh, Davis Tall, how, how much will these guys play? Will they even make the team? Um, so linebacker is kind of the big enigma for me. Um, you know, offense, I think we're all kind of under the assumption that, you know, Max Unger, uh, a ferocious interior run blocker, um, and, you know, obviously Andres Pete getting him, mm-hmm. uh, the, the commitment financially to Mark Ingram, it seems like the Saints are kind of leaning more towards power and running the football more. Um, but the CJ Spiller thing is kind of the X factor back that they've always had and been successful with. So, um, and Marcus Murphy is <laughs> kind of like that too. So, um, I think the saints are going to try to keep doing what they've been doing offensively. I don't know that it will change that much. 
Um, but uh, it's going to be interesting. The receiver thing is a concern. Who catches the footballs? I mean, Cooks is Cooks and Colston. We all know. You know, those are the two that, that are definitely going to catch the football. But watching this offense, it's going to be different. That could play to Sean Payton's advantage, though. You know, I think the more you put on tape, um, the easier it is to predict. I mean, I think we 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 felt like this with Sproles. You know, the offense to some extent. Um, became a little predictable, and it, you know there were times where Sproles was in the game, and you knew what they were going to try to do, and mm-hmm. uh, some teams ad- adjusted and adapted to that. San Francisco, I thought, did really well uh, over the years, getting more comfortable playing Sproles. So, um, I, I think that that's one thing that'll be interesting is if this new lineup and these new players and how he, how Sean Payton uses them. Uh, just not having anything on tape to study them is going to work to his advantage, at least at first. Dave, the Saints signed a kicker that I've never heard of. Yeah. Um, is the ginger kicker, is he in trouble, you think? Are we going to have a real kicking battle? No, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Who, who, you know, they, they hired the, the Mexican guy last year, right? Yeah. Uh, and they had Dem- Oh, that was Demke. a couple of years ago. Demke? Yeah, Demke was Demke last year. Demke was last year, yeah. Uh, and you know, and, no, and nobody has ever been able to beat out these these veteran guys. You know, John Carney always had to keep coming back. Uh, I, no, I don't. I, 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 you saw I released my crazy early, stupid early fifty-three man roster projection, and uh, and the ginger was on it. So. Well, Shane Graham was okay last year, right? I mean, yeah, he wasn't terrible. He wasn't terrible. Um. Do you think they'll move the extra point back? Andrew, I'll start with you. Do you think they're going to move it? I do, they're, yeah. I think they'll move something. it back to the 15-yard line and uh, make it more interesting, more of an adventure. I hope they move it back to the 15-yard line. If they do, I hope they move – They along with that, they move the two-point conversion to the one-yard line. Would that – Dave, would, if, if they do that, if, the, if, if let's say, hey, they move the extra point back to the 15-yard line – or you can ha- you can go for two, but it's at the one yard line instead of the two. If you were a coach, would that change how you do the extra point situation? Uh, yeah, I, I think I think it definitely puts two point conversions way more in play on a regular basis. Um, but uh, but at the same time, you know, these coaches they always like to play it safe. You know, they rarely take risks. Um, uh, so I, I feel like they would probably just keep kicking the darn field goals. Yeah, Andrew, that if they move it back to the 15-yard line, that really screws outdoor teams in cold weather, does it not? Uh, um, I don't think too bad. I mean, I think these kickers are still – they're so good, man. Um, you know, I, I still think the extra point – it may not be 99.999, but it, it's still going to be 97%. You, you think? Because what does that mean? Yeah, 30, 31, 32-yard <laughs> field. Yeah, but I'm just, it, so these kickers, man, they're not missing from that yeah, range that much. Yeah, but I mean like – I think the real disadvantage is, is is for teams like the Packers or the Saints. I mean teams that don't run the ball that well, you know, passing teams. I, I think that's the real disadvantage because if you're at the one all of a sudden – and you feel like you've got a really good interior offensive line and a bruising power back, um, that's the ideal scenario. You move to the one, and that's a huge advantage for teams that feel like they can get that yard if they need it um, because they're just so tough in the trenches. Some teams are not built that way. I think – it just made me crazy, but I think you might see more overtime because 
Yeah, that 32-yard, 33-yard field goal, it's not that difficult most of the game. But man, like if you're if you're down 20 if you're down 20 to 14 and you score with like 4 seconds left and you got to make that kick to either tie the game or win the game, it gets a little dicey, does it not, Dave? I mean, yeah, I guess so. You know, I mean the other the other thing that I think about is the longer you have to kick it um, the, the, the trajectory of your kick changes, um, you know, so the, the further back you are, the low, I feel like the lower and further you've got to be kicking that ball, mm. um, to make sure it travels the necessary distance. Now, obviously, I mean, we're not talking too much, but, but I think that, you know, you may have a little bit of a trajectory change on, on these 32 yard kicks compared to these. Uh, chip shots and which means the ball's coming out a little bit lower which means um you may increase ever so slightly um the the chance uh, the possibility of of the defense blocking the kick i think that might come into play just ever so slightly too when you push it back a little bit further quick question uh yes or no answer or you can you can elaborate on a little but uh over under on the the, the new extra point, assuming they change the rule, over under on times that it comes into play to win or lose a game late in the late in the game is three times during the year, more or less, Andrew. Oh, way more, way more. I mean, the sample size, I mean, the the margins are in the NFL are so small. How many games are won and lost in the last two minutes with critical drives with yeah. with the game hanging in the balance? I think it way more, way more. Dave. Uh, I agree with Andrew. I think it's well over three. I think you yeah. failed at setting the over. Well, what should he say? Like about seven or eight, you think? I did a poor a poor job there. I mean, I yeah. think it's like 15. I mean, a one a week. But I mean, not that it, not that it, I phrased it wrong. Not that it, not, I mean, I know it will come into play, but like the kicker will fuck it up. Yeah, oh, that, that, that he misses, that he actually yeah, that he, misses that, it. That he misses it, and it either causes it. He, he misses a kick in the last two minutes of the game. It's an extra point, and it either causes his, his team to the game stays tied, or they lose because he yeah. missed the extra point, which never, yeah. which happens like never is going to happen three or four times yeah, yeah. times this year. If you're saying specifically a miss that affects the outcome of the game in some way, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think three is a good place to put it. I, I yeah. would pick – I would probably pick the under. Just I just don't – these kickers aren't missing 31-yarders very often. Dave? I, I agree. If you're talking about that specific uh, situation, three is a good place to put it. You know, I, I would – I would still take uh, I would still take the over. Oh yeah, I think over. I I just think I just think man, when you have as many games as the NFL have, and 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 you just factor in at least five or six times a year, man, kickers just gack up thirty yard field goals. Hell, we saw it with Hartley a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just I just think man, it's it's gonna get. Um, Gonna it's get not going to happen against the Saints because kickers are like 48 Jeez. for oh 50 against when, how long? How long did that go last year, Andrew? Wasn't it in the – I think it was, it was like 24 kicks in a row or something. It was fucking ridiculous. And they were – even Detroit was banging in field goals. They couldn't kick a field goal to save their life. Um, 
All right. Before we get to Twitter questions, Dave, do you watch Mad Men? Oh, do I? Yeah, I watched the shit out of that. All right. Well, give us your thoughts on the final. Uh, I think that they were definitely implying that he comes up with the uh, the Coca-Cola Hilltop ad. Um, I think they're implying that he, he goes out there, he's he's meditating, and he makes that decision to go back to New York, uh, get back into advertising. And, of course, he's Don Draper, so he's done it before, and he'll do it again. He'll, he'll have to schmooze over everybody at McCann Erickson. Uh, you know, and, and apologize for just walking out in the middle of the meeting. Uh, but he'll do it, and he comes up with the the ultimate, the the most popular ad campaign of the 1970s, that Coke ad, and uh, and uh, and he goes on to just uh, be the greatest ad man that ever ever bank, lived. Bank and kicks and, and drink scotch. And make yeah, and 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 makes a name for the Don Draper name that he stole. <laughs> I have no idea what just happened. I don't, I don't watch Mad Men either. The reason why I brought it up is I just wanted to rant because I watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> you guys I watch, don't even watch it. I don't even watch it, but I wanted, I wanted to bring it up because I, I watch Game of Thrones, and I wanted to rant about something on Twitter. People politicize freaking everything in life now, and Game of Thrones is really violent. They kill people in horrible ways. People on Game of Thrones do horrible things. And last night at the end of the episode, spoiler alert, uh, they had a woman she got married and her husband did like horrible things to her and basically raped her at the end of the episode and people freaked out they're like oh my god how can you do that to women it's so oppressive it's rape culture it's this it's that it's terrible dude rape is terrible fake rape in (laughs) make-believe storytelling in the magic box is perfectly fine and it just bothers the crap out of me that people get so offended about movies and TV when it doesn't send the political message that they want it to send. It's fucking made up. It's fiction. Get over it for Christ's sakes. I just wanted to rant about that. Well, so people are worked up about that, but they're not worked up about the killing? No, the killing doesn't – like people can get maimed and their eyes gouged out, their arms chopped off. People, they don't give a – crap about that in Mad Men. People are just, I guess, you're right, Andrew, people just are desensitized to people getting killed. I, I guess the killing is, is grandfathered in. And not just killing, if you watch Not Game offensive. Thrones, if you watch Game of Thrones, you know that, like, it's, gra- like, it's graphic R-rated killing. Like, last week, when they had the old man and the little guy fighting in the alley, I mean, that's, that stuff was that stuff was brutal. Put it this way, if, if I had a kid... And they were under the age of 17, I wouldn't let them watch Game of Thrones. And I'm not like a prude or anything, but that that show is violent. And it's got a lot of titties. Mm. Um, so I guess that's it for this show. We got to wait for Held to get back next week to finish up the bracket. But Andrew, do you have Twitter ready? I think we had some Twitter questions. Yeah, we got tons. Okay, fire them away. Um, Brian, uh, Brian Pavic actually just texted me this, so I'll read this one first. Um, he wants to know, uh, what is more rage-inducing, Ralph's wife with Tannehill or you if Junior is captain again? Oh. <laughs> I'll go first. My wife flipped her fucking adorable Mexican lid <laughs> when she found out Tannehill got $96 million, $45 million guaranteed. She lost her goddamn 
mind. It was entertaining, but she was ma- like, dude, I don't even know what the Dolphins are. Jesus Christ, man! You get they had two more years on that kind. Of, why do you feel the need to give him forty five million dollars guaranteed now? You could have waited two more years, three more years if you wanted to franchise him. He's not Andrew Luck for Christ's sakes. I feel my wife's pain. Andrew, go ahead. What what about Junior being captain? Oh man. So I think the the basic question is, would I be more angry if Junior's captain again, or would your is your wife more angry about Tannehill? I mean, your wife has a big <laughs> rage Tannehill rage so thing. Wrong. So weird. I do Tannehill. There you go. That's better. Um, but uh, I don't know. Your your wife is good at the whole rage thing. Ralph's raging. Next question. <laughs> um, all right, I gotta actually pull up Twitter now. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I am gonna be pissed if Junior Gallet is uh, captain yeah. again. That would be ridiculous. All right, bear with me one second here. All right, uh, the first one was actually I want to do. He had a couple questions for me. Uh, he asked me, Andrew, do you? Oh, Andrew played the. Uh... I, I shave about once a week. That's that's all I need. <laughs> That's that's really all I need to do. So no, I, I my my ability to grow facial hair is is very prepubescent. Um, so <laughs> then he wants to know, Colin, can uh, or Andrew, can can your son Colin recite the roster by position? And congrats on his birthday. Um, it's like yesterday when he was one because I started reading your blog after he was born. Yeah. So. The blog turned six, uh, let's see, in April, and my son Cullen just turned five, so that makes me feel old. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he's a big Saints fan. He he's he probably knows you know, there's 90 guys on the roster. I think if we're including like guys that have been traded or guys that were released, like Pierre Thomas and Jimmy Graham, he probably knows about 30, and he can tell you their numbers as well. So mm-hmm. he, yeah, he, he's getting pretty good with the roster. He's, he probably he's knows the good. roster better than Held. Yeah, I would say that. I would say that he could give Held a run for his money. All right, next. All right, next. Um, from uh, this is from Moose Denado. He he wanted to know if we were breaking up with Dave and the Chronic. No, we would never break up with Dave. We're not breaking up with Dave. We just, if you search for the Chronic podcast on Podbean, you get like it's buried among the weed podcast and the marijuana and the all those. And we need to, we need to, we need better Brandon, man. We need better Brandon, yo. We we gotta have Saints in the title, and uh, you know, we want people to people complain that they can't find it. So we're just trying to help the people out. We're not breaking. Now, now Ralph, do you want me to read? the uh the suggestions of names that we should adopt or do you just want me to read the questions uh both (laughs) all right well um alfredo as a name says that we should name it saints super brawl or saints tuesday night bash um yeah uh ryan hancock our friend from uh from the other podcast says that we should call the good time saints hour um let's see Alfredo, ooh, this would be a good question for Kevin. Too bad he's not here. Um, I'll give this one to you, uh, Ralph. He wants to know, if I give you the chance to either fire Roger Goodell or get a lab dance from Kate Upton, which do you pick? I have to pick fire um, Goodell because my wife 
Uh, yeah, the the aforementioned uh, rage issues. Well, wife. you know, it's not that you know. The thing is, the lap dance probably would bo- would bother her, but if it was Kate Upton, it would bother her tremendously. She hates Kate Upton, and she hates those Game of War commercials so much. <laughs> I think if she saw me getting a lap dance from Kate Upton, she'd murder both of us just on principle. So I have to go with Firedale. All right. Uh, this is Adam Fasho. He, he said uh, Sinners and Saints for the podcast name, and then he said that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Dave, I'll give this one to you. He wants to know what's the worst seat on an airplane? Is it the middle seat in coach or a seat right next to the bathroom? Oh, <laughs> Um, so I feel like when it comes to the seat next to the bathroom, you're guaranteed, you know, somebody is going to go in there and blow that shit up. (laughs) Uh, you know, I mean like just people are eating, you know, people are drinking coffee before they fly and they can stay awake and all this kind of stuff and eating whatever airport food they're eating airport food. I mean, somebody is going to blow it up. So you're almost guaranteed that at some point, if if you're lucky, it'll be toward the end of the flight and you won't have to endure it for long. If you're really unlucky, it's that like, it's like as soon as, as soon as the seatbelt light goes off the first time, as soon as you're at 32,000 feet cruising altitude and the light goes off and somebody goes to the bathroom and just blows it up. Um, so you know, with coach, even if you, even though you're in the middle seat, which is the worst of the of the three seats, but um, even if you're in the middle seat, you never know who you you might be sitting next to. You could be sitting next to, you know, some cute girl or something like that. Yeah. All right, next. All right, uh, champ I champ uh, Ian thirty three. Uh, he, he his is very simple. Saints Chronic podcast. I think we're trying to get away from the, the whole weed. Yeah, we gotta we gotta move out of the weed neighborhood. It was a it was a poor choice by me when I set up that page years ago. And the problem is on the Podbean you can't change it. Like you only get one shot at it, and they remind you like nine times as you set it up. All right, let's let's go uh, rapid fire here. All right, um, all right, bunch from Sir Gumbo here. So we'll we'll uh, try to read these all out. Sir Gumbo wants to know which receiver, not Colston or Cooks. Do you see taking a big step up this year for us? Uh, Tune. Dave. Um, Dave. <laughs> I'm going to say Jarris Bird. <laughs> I'm going Sean Tavius. <laughs> um, all right. Which free agent or draft pick had Kevin the closest to shitting an inflated pigskin? I'll take this one. That would definitely be Damian Swan because they traded up to get him and he was yeah. team trade down. Now yeah. wait a minute. So I'm pretty wait, sure wait. he had an aneurysm. Wait a minute. Um, this, 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 the wait, brilliant wait, wait, idiot wait, wait, Cedric wait, wait, Maxwell wait. 21 says, Week one, who you guys got for your starting five offensive linemen? Dave, you wanted to comment on Kevin? Go ahead. Yeah, on that last question, the inflated foot pigskin, if you're pooping out an inflated pigskin, is it a Tom Brady inflated? Like, is it <laughs> underinflated so it comes out easier? Because then that's not really a big deal. Oh, I have to say this about Tom Brady, and this is my conspiracy theory. I read on Pro Football Talk right before we started the podcast that the, the NFL in the New England is on back channels to try to get it all resolved so they don't have to do all the appeals and everything. My... Conspiracy theory is Goodell called up Kraft and was like, look, dude, I'm going to hammer the fuck out of you with penalties, and then we're just going to back-channel it and settle it for a fourth and one game. How's that? And Kraft said, okay, dude, that's fine. 
and that's what they're going to do. It's going to end up being one game for Brady and a fourth-round pick. But anyway, continue, Andrew. Uh, oh, yeah, so five offensive linemen. I'm going to go dark horse prediction here. I'm going to say Armstead, Kelamete, Unger, Jari Evans, and Pete. Ooh. I'm going to say Zach Streif starts the year on the bench. Ooh. You know, and here's the thing about people that – and I'm not saying this is going to happen to Zach Streif. But, you know, what was it? In 2011, they went to camp and Stinchcomb was like, I'm done. Yeah. And everybody was like, what? What? Stinchcomb? What? What do you mean he's done? So, and I'm not saying that could happen to, that would happen to Streif, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I think smart, obvious money is it's going to be Armstead, Lolito, Unger, uh, Evans and Streif with Pete kind of on the bench. You're week one at least learning the ropes, but we'll see. Yeah, next. Um, all right, Sir Gumbo again. What position do you guys feel like may still get a veteran or two added? Well, I guess we kind of addressed yeah, that, Yeah, we right? addressed that earlier. All right, um, Dave, Josh Hill numbers predictions. He, he guesses 765 yards and seven touchdowns. Would you say oh, no more way. or less than that? Josh Hill? Um, first of all, that, that's a lot. And I feel like you're forgetting that Ben Watson is on this team. I, you know, if, if anybody is the next man up at tight end behind Jimmy Graham, I think it's Ben Watson. I don't think it's necessarily uh, Josh Hill. I mean, I know Ben Watson is up Dave, there in age. Dave's trying to throw a bone to his Super Bowl neighbor or his Superdome neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm being I'm being dead serious. Um, I mean, I know Ben Watson's a lot older, and, and Josh Hill is, you know, getting ready to hit that that sweet spot in his career. But um, regardless, I don't think any tight end on this Saints team is going to have 700 yards and seven touchdowns. I, I would be absolutely shocked. All right, Aaron Moncrief has a go good, six, good I'm name. Six hundred. I'm going to say six hundred yards, sixty catches, and five touchdowns for. Jim. I don't even know I, if I'd, I would I'd go be happy with that. Yards. All right, Aaron Moncrief has a name for the podcast. He suggests lots of eating sounds and a little Saints discussion. I love it. I love it, but it's hard to do as a Twitter handle. That's probably too long of a name, but that's the most accurate and descriptive of our podcast. So we well done. To, we have to. It's a great. It's a great theme. We need to. We need to like workshop it and get it down to a manageable, snappy title. All right, the new Saints Nation no, this writer, is, Patio. This is, why you're in, this is why you're in the position you're in now, because you got cute with the goddamn name. Just pick a generic <laughs> name that's to the point, that sums up what we do. Uh, you don't, you don't want to be adding fluff like, oh, eating sounds. Saints Drunken Podcast? No, not even drunken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, you got to come up with a slick so, name. So, uh, Patio, the new Saints Nation writer, wants us to talk about the kicker battle the entire time. Uh, I feel like we addressed that. The ginger's coming back. <laughs> yeah, he's he going to win. Um, all right, Robert uh, wants to know, since we have Saunders, Spiller, Murphy as capable returners, do we drop Saunders or keep as a receiver? Ooh, that's a good question. I think I think he could potentially make the – I think Saunders makes the team as a wide receiver right now. Does he? Is he play wide receiver? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like Murphy – could really screw Saunders out of a job because if Murphy can be a 
a rotation running back or the fourth running back guy and do kicks and punts and be good at it like he was at Missouri, then it really then Saunders is out the door. Yeah. Um all right, Robert wants to know well he, he kinda makes a statement, I can't wait to see the QB games in camp as competitive as Drew is. How would he handle Grayson beating him? Uh, I, I think Breeze is, will be supportive and work well with Grayson, just like any of the quarterbacks, like he always does. Um, Skooks has a bunch of suggestions. Least of all Saints. Saints complaints. Saints uh, not quite live. In Saints, uh, in Saints in the membranes. Uh, not bad. <laughs> All right, Robert again. Who do you think wins the starting job at outside linebacker that side of Harrelson, Spencer, or Healthy Tull? Ooh. Andrew, that's your that's your neighborhood roster. Yeah, I mean I think if Spencer if Anthony Spencer is healthy, um I, I think to me he's probably the guy with the most uh he, the most notches on his belt. Um but you know, he he's also not the same player he used to be, so uh, you know, Harrelson's aging, too. I would not be surprised to see Paris Harrelson not make the team this year. Yeah. All right, next. Uh, Robert, again, wants to know, could you see Gallette playing defensive end, hand on the ground with Kika Hyde, outside linebacker, on the same side? Sure, why the hell not? I, I see does some crazy shit. Yeah, I, 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 I think I they're going to put the best pass rushers in there. Yeah, I, I see every goddamn possible combination. Uh this year and and Gallette at defensive end is I mean isn't that where he, that's like where he started wasn't it? Yeah, I mean and the thing is with the Saints that that I'm excited about is Rob Ryan ran a lot of they had a lot of times last year and you said it a bunch of times on the podcast Andrew where you were like man Rob Ryan he designed some really cool blitzes up the gut and different things and they just couldn't get there. And I feel like with the, with Kikaha and Anthony, like I feel like they have some linebackers where, combined with Rob Ryan's weird blitzing schemes, I feel like they'll they have the potential to get home more on the blitzes more than they did. Andrew, next. Uh, all right, actually, Sports Cajun uh, has a couple here. Um, I'm going to have trouble with this one. Hopefully I don't butcher this, but he asks, how many ha's would a kikaha kick if a kikaha could kick a ha's? That sounds like a voice exercise for me. Yeah, it's a tongue twister. All right, his other question is, what's the best place to take Goodell's mom out for a nice seafood dinner before <laughs> never calling her again? <laughs> In New Orleans? Yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah. that, these questions are perfect for Kevin. Yeah, they are. We really needed him for these. Yeah, but that's a serious um, answer. If you wanted that's to take, it, guys. If, if you wanted to that's take it. somebody out for a nice seafood dinner, you would take her to to Pesh. Yeah, <laughs> never call her again. I I like to pretend uh, Anchorman Two never happened. It was not good. Um, so that wraps it up. Go to uh, Canal Street Chronicles. Dave's got a bunch of stuff there. Go to the Saints Nation. Andrew's got all the breakdowns of like every draft pick. I don't know where do you find these people, Andrew, for like the small school? Oh, they're just B writers, man. It's like hitting up the Larry Holder of the UT Chattanooga sports page. Nice. Yeah. You're a, you're a go getter. Um, 
something like that. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, Held is you know right in the middle of Pound Town right about now. Although I shouldn't say that. She might actually start listening to the podcast. What's her name? Her name was Lauren. I'm sure you're a good girl, and you would never put out to some. some something tells me that based on the limited it. interaction we just had with her, that 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 wouldn't not offend her. And put it by wooden. If she's if she's talking to us while she's on the date with Held. She's easy going. She, she um, just gave Kevin an 8 out of 10. Hey, my wife just got home. Hey, lovely love of my life, what would you think of that Tannehill contract? Burning money! <laughs> I, I hope everybody heard that. What did she say? She said, burning money to shit, shit, shit. <laughs> I, I, the cat apparently agrees. <laughs> I... I, her hatred of this contract is so strong. It could, it could, uh, it could power a state's energy for like months. But anyway, so go to Saints Nation, go to Canal Street Chronicle. Kevin is on OK Cupid, but maybe he's not for long if he's been on like four dates with this girl. So coming know, off the market, coming off the market. So. Um, for everybody, uh, until next week, uh, be safe. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? 
or the friends you find along the way. Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.